G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. You're on the overnight crowd here with Jen Wallace and it's time to speak with our SENSA correspondent, so to speak, Paul Bonza, all about... Well, I guess a lot of thing that's, things that have been happening in SA sport across the week. Uh, Bonds, first of all, welcome back to the Overnight Crowd. G'day, Jen, and great to be back with you again for another week. Absolutely. Now, there's been plenty to, for us to talk about when it comes to our South Australian side of Australian sport. Uh, let's start with the Sheffield Shield because that was a pretty special way to finish the cricket season for the Redbacks. Well, unbelievably, Jen, after two (laughs) years and a 17-game drought in the Sheffield Shield, South Australia actually won a Shield game. They defeated New South Wales by five wickets. And uh, look, all the work that Jason Gillespie's done over the past probably 12 to 18 months is starting, just starting to show now. He's bringing in some young kids. um, Henry Hunt, who was captaining the side with Travis Head and Alex Carey being away, with Australian duties. Uh, he made 109 in the first innings. They had a couple, of, well, they had three debutants. Jordan Buckingham, the yeah, Victorian, uh, he got a four for in the first innings. Uh, Tom Kelly and Bailey Capel, a couple of South Australian kids who have a, a lot of talent. Tom Kelly, you saw in the big bash for the Strikers. Yeah. Um, and uh, I had a bit of a hats off to Jason Sanger as well from New South Wales. He captained New South Wales. Made 142 in the first innings and 62 in the second innings, and then declared with you know basically giving South Australia a fighting chance. Yeah, uh, they needed three 326 to win off 82 overs, and they got them five down with Nathan McSweeney making 99 not out, Jake Lehman 94. So uh, lots of celebrations to be had for the Redbacks and. Uh, after two years without a win, I'm sure that all of them are feeling uh, a bit of pressure release there in the last game. And I think it's one of those things that justifies some of the work they've put in and finally gets to say, no, we are going in the right direction. We just need to keep going. So uh, I was really pleased for them. And as you mentioned, Sanger, he just seems to be a star of the future across Australian cricket, doesn't he? And um, so young and and led the, the New South Wales side so well. So couple of stars of the future. And Henry Hunt, if we focus back on him, he got named in the Shield Team of the Year. Yeah, he certainly did. That was announced uh, today. And I can go through that quickly for you. Hmm. Uh, Henry Hunt and Travis Dean are the openers. Uh, Peter Hamstrom at three and also cat name captain. Uh, Usman Khawaja, Nick Madison, Jordan Silk. Now, all those three guys, they averaged 60 throughout the Shield season. So, uh you know, had magnificent years and basically picked themselves. Josh Phillippe named as the keeper. And then uh, Chris, Chris Tremaine, Jai Richardson, Mark Steckity, and the spinner they named as Matthew Kuhneman. Ah, yes. And Scotty Boland, 12th man. So Scotty Boland, 12th man. It's uh, not a bad 12th. <laughs> yeah. Well, he, he probably would have been uh, first picked if he didn't get uh, snapped up by the Aussie side. So, uh, no, I think there might be a little bit of reward for past seasons as well for Scotty Boland. But Absolutely. Uh, a pretty, when you look at the talent there, you look at the, some of the names there, it uh, all goes well for uh, Australian cricket. And I love seeing Jordan Silk's name in there as well. Uh, a little bit maligned, Jordan Silk. He's been around for a little while now. And 
um, probably best remembered for his fielding, but uh, he averaged 60 with the bat this year uh, for Tasmania and, yeah, deserved his spot. Didn't they? What? It's great to see. I mean, you look at that top six and just the runs that they're putting on. I know that often people look back and go, oh, you've got to get your, your thousand run seasons and, and those sorts of things. And whilst that that's fantastic, um, it is good to start to see some averages getting pushed up and up and up in our shield competition. It makes us know that we have got some depth. And, and when you look at that and you see Anusman Kawaji, you know he's gone up, back up to Australia. You know that um, – Scott Boland obviously gone back up to play for Australia. Jai Richardson in yeah. and about those teams and across those names as well, like Philippi and Madison. They're getting featured in different formats and things like that as well. So pretty pleasing um, side for the Shield. And I know there is obviously the, the Shield final to come later on this week. Uh, WA hosting Victoria um, five days instead of the four days. What do you make of that change when it comes to the finals? What do you think of the four day to five day change? I think it needs to be five days. Um, I'd love all Shield games to be five days because we do see uh, four days just not being enough. More often than not, there's results that are not contrived, but you need declarations to get a result. And as soon as any weather intervenes during that four days, then the game's pretty much shot. It runs into a draw. So, um, yeah, in, in the future, yeah, I would, I'd like to see them all play five days. But the Shield final definitely... WA have to be hot favourites. Victoria, you know, will definitely put up a good fight, but uh, WA being the best side all year and probably deserve to take home the shield, but... Wait and see. We wait and see. Now, speaking of teams that were the best of the year in the Women's National Cricket League on Sunday, we had Tasmania hosting South Australia in the WNCL final, which meant that we were going into a year where we met, we knew that New South Wales for the first time in forever of this competition, we're going to not feature in back-to-back years on the trophy or in a final, which is pretty fascinating. But um, it was Tassie's day. Uh, Tasmania, the, the, uh, the latest team to come into the competition, they've been wooden spooners throughout their history for a lot of it. In recent years, a real different sort of recruitment drive. Sally Ann Briggs is the coach there who's a, a, a coach and player that came across from the UK. Uh, and finally... They put all the puzzle pieces together, and I know it was against your South Australian side, but it was a really good final of women's cricket. It was a good final. I watched uh, pretty much 98% of it. Um, And they, look, South Australia batted first. They made eight for 242. And you just felt that that was maybe about 20 or 30 runs short. If they were up near that 270, 280, I reckon it would have been hard to chase down. But uh, what a chase from the Tasmanians. They were one for 245. Centuries to Emma Mannix-Jeeves and Elise Villani. Both finished, uh, well, uh, Mannix-Jeeves, 104 not out. Elise Villani, 111 not out. To cruise to victory, really. uh, Magnificent effort from them. And Tasmania win their first WNCL title. Very exciting. And a a really dominant performance by the opener in Manage Jeeves and then Villani at number three. Uh, but as you mentioned, South Australia, there was some good things there. It was Courtney Webb returning back to, she, she is Tasmanian, returning back to her home area. Uh, she, I think she got 88 and sort of was the... Yeah, she top scored with 88, yes. Yeah, and along with Dooley. So I think South Australia, when you looked at the fact that they were hit by, I think either the second most or the equal most players gone to the World Cup um, up on Australian duties... I think a really good year for South Australian cricket to build on because 
there was players like, is it Debro who just, she seemed to go from strength to strength weekly. Uh, Falconer seemed to improve with the ball in hand as well. You had Gemma Barsby, Barsby captaining. It just seemed like there was players that, again, you think about when they get their top-notch Aussie talent back in that South Australia, a lot to like. Yeah, hats off to the coach, Luke Williams. He had an outstanding year with this group. As you said, they had their prime time candidates missing. Uh, you know, Amanda Jade Wellington, Megan Shute, uh, Talia McGrath, and Darcy Brown all playing with the Aussies. And he did a magnificent job. And the emergence of Emma Bro at the top yeah. of the order for South Australia, plays for the Sturt uh, Creek Club. Uh, sorry, for the Kensington Creek Club here in Adelaide. And she just grew and grew as the tournament went on. And uh, look, yeah, great effort from South Australia. Look, don't want to take anything away from Tassie, though. They were magnificent they were. and deserved the win. But um, South Australian cricket talent, women's side, it's on the rise for sure. It is on the rise. But yes, well-deserved Mad Monday celebrations for the Tassie crew. And I've, <laughs> yes. I've thoroughly enjoyed watching them across Insta, across their Mad Monday. So good bunch of good bunch of girls and a well-deserved after a long challenging time in WNCL history for Tassie. So well done to them. Let's switch now, Bonds, and let's look across at footy. Uh, in the AFL, your Crows and Port Adelaide, I'm sure it's a little bit uh, sombre across South Australia today, not performances they really want to look back on. Uh, it was a horrible week for South Australian teams. The Crows lost to Collingwood by 42 points. Ben Keyes was good again. So he's been a fantastic recruit for the Crows. He had 37 disposals. They need to work out what they're going to do up forward. Um, they dropped Riley Philthorpe, the number two draft pick from last year, and after just one game. So they've got some issues up there. No Taylor Walker for another few weeks. So they really need to find some answers up forward and, and to kick some goals. But they are a developing team. Uh, yeah. So we'll, we'll still give them a bit more time. Yeah, developing team. And what about the fact that now they get, both get a chance to regroup and it's uh, the showdown coming up. So your two hometown rivals go against it. Were you looking forward to the showdown? Uh, I am, but just before we go, I just got to uh, just before we talk about that, yeah. rather, um, how good were my hawks against Port? <laughs> <laughs> I was very happy. Sorry, forgot about that. Yeah, we'll get taller on uh, Saturday night. Um, with the Hawks, sixty-four point winners over over Port, which was just I, unbelievable. I they did got not similar, see that coming. They got similar issues. No, I don't think anyone did. No. Um, I think they've got some issues as well, Port Adelaide, with goal kicking. Yeah, um, Todd Marshall is is not uh, is not sort of uh, he's been given plenty of chances, but not not given what they club want him to give. And uh, Charlie Dixon not there. It's really, you know, where do they go to next? And I think they struggle a little bit. As far as turnovers go on on Saturday night, the, the Hawks just ripped them apart. They turned the ball over and just ran and ran and ran from the back line and, uh, yeah, cut the, cut the poor team to bits, really. So it was a bit, a bit shocking. It'll be interesting to see how both teams respond. And it's always a close game to showdown. It's very rarely a blowout, so it should be a Good game here on Friday night. Friday night footy in Adelaide at the Adelaide Oval with the, the two rivals. Should be an absolute cracker. I think um, from from following some of the Port Adelaide sentiment, a lot of people just unhappy that in honouring one of your greats that maybe the performance just didn't quite do that justice and let's bounce back in the showdown. So it sh will be really interesting to see how both teams actually do bounce. Yeah, I mentioned that last week that they, it was a Russell Ebert tribute game, and they, they wore the number seven on their 
on their jerseys, which is a great idea. But uh, yeah, look, it was a disappointing performance in Port, and I think they'll turn it around and, and they should beat the Crows reasonably easy on on uh, Friday night. We've also got another challenge. Obviously, I'm a Frio women's footy supporter, and they've got yeah. a huge challenge against your Adelaide Crows this weekend in the AFLW prelims. So bit of bit of banter for you and I across the weekend and then when we catch up next week to see who progresses on that game. Yeah, well, I think, uh, look, it's going to be a good game, but I, I, I can't see the Crows losing. I think, and I, we spoke about this a few weeks ago, I think Crows in Melbourne will be in the grand final of the AFLW and, and they've been the two best teams all year. So, uh, but you never know, again, Frio, you've got to give them a chance. They're in the prelim. That's exactly right. I think my heart wants Freo to win, but my head just keeps telling me it'll be the Crows. Uh, now, big news across what's happening on SENSA. Time for your own personal plug here, Bonds. What's happening this weekend? <laughs> <laughs> well, the footy starts again. The sample Woo! footy starts this weekend as well. So uh, SEN are covering at least uh, – well, we're doing two games most weekends. But um, we're just doing the one this weekend, and we're at the Eagles versus North game on Saturday at 4 o'clock. You can hear that on SENSA or on the SEN app. So myself and Mark Ross will be there calling the action as the reigning back-to-back premiers, the Eagles, take on North Adelaide. And these two teams do not like each other. So 4 o'clock local time in Adelaide. If you want to tune into that if you're over in Perth or anywhere around the country, if you're a South Australian... um, yeah, sample footy back on SEN How good. starting I'll, this week. I will make sure to remind everyone as we come to a close on the overnight crowd Saturday morning to make sure that they've all set and ready with their app loaded to get across your call in the in their sample as well. Bonds, thanks each for your company here on the overnight crowd. Always great to talk to you. Thanks, Jen. Speak next week. Paul Bonser, our man from the SENSA, and of course, reminding us all that Sandful kicks off the State League there in South Australia, and I'll remind you of that when we speak on Saturday morning on the Overnight Crowd. Time for your calls and your texts up next. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.